Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our very fine friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read CIMOE. Also, on that drop-down menu, there's an option to subscribe to receive a daily excellent email from the Course in Miracles Society that includes both the text reading as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. Today we continue our reading of Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, with Section 6, Therapy and Teaching. And we'll read the entire section beginning at paragraph 44 and ending at paragraph 58, 44 to 58. We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 57, that reviews the following five ideas. I'm not a victim of the world I see. I've invented the world I see. There's another way of looking at the world. I could see peace instead of this, and my mind is part of God's. I am very holy. And by way of opening this morning, uh, just a very short thought um, from the mind of Rainier Maria Rilke. It's very, very, very potent, and so I think I'd like to read it twice, if you don't mind me doing that. goes like this, believe in a love, believe in a love that is being stored up for you like an inheritance, and have faith that in this love there is strength and a blessing so large that you can travel as far as you wish without having to step outside of it. Believe in a love that is being stored up for you like an inheritance and have faith that in this love there is a strength and a blessing so large that you can travel as far as you wish without having to step outside of it. Beautiful thought for the day. Yeah, Amen. that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Lori. Loved it. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. That was just beautiful. Thank you. No, I'm glad you guys liked it. He wrote letters to a poet. It's beautiful writing. <clears throat> thank you, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for joining. And here's our reading list. If I can find where I said it. Oh, yeah, right there. Here we go. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Robin Marie, Donna, Jessica, and Lana. And that's it for now. Who else has joined us? I've heard more voices. Hi, good morning, morning. Diana. Uh, I hear Diana. Yes. Read, oh. Diana. I, I can read. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And who else? <laughs> this is Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Sandra, I can Jude, I'll be listening to. Thank you. 
Uh, I think, Sandra, you said you could read? Yes. Okay, great. All righty. Am I missing anyone? All righty. <clears throat> so we'll start again from the beginning in this uh, chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 6, Therapy and Teaching, beginning again today with Paragraph 44. We'll see how this holds together. You must have noticed how often I've used your own ideas to help you. You have learned to be a loving, wise, and very understanding therapist, except for yourself. That exception has given you more than perception for others because of what you saw in them, but less than knowledge of your real relationship to them because you did not accept them as part of you. Uh, one unmuted line, please. Understanding is beyond perception because it introduces meaning. It is, however, below knowledge, even though it can grow towards it. It is possible, with great effort, to understand someone else to some extent, some extent, and to be quite helpful to him, but the effort is misdirected. The misdirection is quite apparent. It is directed away from you. Okay, <clears throat> chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, section 6, Therapy and Teaching. You must have noticed how often I have used your own ideas to help you. You have learned to be a loving, wise, and very understanding therapist, except for yourself. That exception has given you more than perception for, your, for others because of what you saw in them, but less than knowledge of your real relationships to them because you did not accept them as part of you. Understanding is beyond perception because it introduces meaning. It is, however, below knowledge, even though it can grow towards it. It is possible with great effort to understand someone else to some extent and to be quite helpful to him, but the effort is misdirected. The misdirection is quite apparent. It is directed away from you. This does not mean that it is lost to you, but it does mean that you are not aware of it. I have saved all your kindnesses and every loving thought you have had. I have purified them of the errors which hid their light and have kept them for you in their own perfect radiance. They are beyond destruction and beyond guilt. They came from the Holy Spirit within you, and we know what God creates is eternal. What fear has hidden still is part of you. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 45. This does not mean that it is lost to you, but it does mean that you are not aware of it. I have saved all your kindnesses and every loving thought you have had. 
I have purified them of the arrows which hid their light and have kept them for you in their own perfect radiance. They are beyond destruction and beyond guilt. They came from the Holy Spirit within you. And we know what God creates is eternal. What fear has hidden still is part of you. 46. Joining the atonement, which I have repeatedly asked you to do, is always a way out of fear. This does not mean that you can safely fail to acknowledge anything that is true. However, the Holy Spirit will not fail to help you reinterpret everything that you perceive as fearful and teach you that only what is loving is true. Truth is beyond your ability to destroy, but entirely within your grasp. It belongs to you because you created it. It is yours because it is a part of you, just as you are a part of God because he created you. Thank you, Fran. I am Robin Marie. Joining the atonement, which I have repeatedly asked you to do, is always a way out of fear. This does not mean that you can safely fail to acknowledge anything that is true. However, the Holy Spirit will not fail to help you reinterpret everything that you perceive as fearful and teach you that only what is loving is true. Truth is beyond your ability to destroy, but entirely within your grasp. It belongs to you because you created it. It is yours because it is a part of you, just as you are a part of God because he created you. 47. The atonement is the guarantee of the safety of the kingdom. Nothing good is lost because it comes from the Holy Spirit, the voice for creation. Nothing that is not good was ever created and therefore cannot be protected. What the ego makes, it keeps to itself, and so it is without strength. Its unshared existence does not die. It was merely never born. Real birth is not a beginning. It is a continuing Everything that can continue has been born, but it can increase as you are willing to return the part of your mind that needs healing to the higher part and thus render your creating undivided. Thank you, Rob Marie and Donna. 47. The atonement is the guarantee of the safety of the kingdom. Nothing good is lost because it comes from the Holy Spirit, the voice of creation. Nothing that is not good was ever created and therefore cannot be protected. What the ego makes, it keeps to itself, and so it is without strength. Its unshared existence does not die. It was merely never born. Real birth is not a beginning. It is a continuing. Everything that can continue has been born. 
but it can increase as you are willing to return the part of your mind that needs healing to the higher part and thus render your creating undivided. 48. As a therapist, you yourself tell your patient that the real difference between neurotic and, quote, healthy, end quote, guilt feelings is that neurotic guilt As a therapist, do yourself tell your patients that the real difference between neurotic and, quote, healthy, end quote, guilt feelings is that your neurotic guilt feelings do not help anyone. This distinction is wise, though incomplete. Let us make the distinction a little sharper now. Neurotic guilt feelings are a device of the ego for, quote, atoning, end quote without sharing, and for asking pardon, without change. The ego never calls for real atonement and cannot tolerate forgiveness, which is change. Thank you, Donna. I'm Jessica. 48. As a therapist, you yourself tell your patients that the real difference between neurotic and, quote, healthy guilt feelings is that neurotic guilt feelings do not help anyone. This distinction is wise, though incomplete. Let us make the distinction a little sharper now. Neurotic guilt feelings are a device of the ego for, quote, atoning without sharing and for asking pardon without change. The ego never calls for real atonement and cannot tolerate forgiveness, which is change. 49. Your concept of, quote, healthy guilt feelings, unquote, has merit, but without the concept of the atonement, it lacks the healing potential it holds. You made the distinction in terms of feelings, which led to a decision not to repeat the error, which is the only part that which is only part of the healing. Your concept lacked the idea of undoing it. What you were really advocating then was adopting a policy of sharing without a real foundation. I have come to give you the foundation so your own thoughts can make you really free. You have carried the burden of the ideas you did not share and which were therefore too weak to increase, but you did not recognize how to undo their existence because you had made them. Thank you, Jessica. I'm Lana. Okay, 49. Your concept of, quote, healthy guilt feelings, unquote, has merit, 
but without the concept of the atonement, it lacks the healing potential it holds. You made the distinction in terms of feelings, which led to a decision not to repeat the error, which is only part of healing. Your concept lacked the idea of undoing it. What you were really advocating then was adopting a policy of sharing without a real foundation. I have come to give you the foundation so your own thoughts can make you really free. You have created, I'm sorry, you have carried the burden of the ideas you did not share and which were therefore too weak to increase. But you did not recognize how to undo their existence because you had made them. I'm sorry, I just lost my place. Wait a minute. One second. Alrighty. Fifty fifty. You cannot cancel out your past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without remedy. The remedy is not of your making any more than you are. The atonement cannot be understood except as a pure act of sharing. That is what is meant when we said it is possible even in this world to listen to one voice. If you are part of God and the sonship is one, you cannot be limited to the, in quote, small self, the ego sees. Every loving thought held in any part of the sonship belongs to every part. It is shared because it is loving. Sharing is God's way of creating and also yours. Your ego can keep you in exile from the kingdom, but in the kingdom itself, it has no power. Thank you, Lana. And Diana. 50. You cannot cancel out your past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without remedy. The remedy is not of your making any more than you are. The atonement cannot be understood except as a pure act of sharing. That is what it is meant when we said it is possible, even in this world, to listen to one voice. If you are part of God and the sonship is one, you cannot be limited to the, quote, self, unquote, the ego sees. Every loving thought held in any part of the sonship belongs to every part. 
It is shared because it is loving. Sharing is God's way of creating and also yours. Your ego can't keep you in exile from the kingdom, but in the kingdom itself, it has no power. 51. You have become willing to receive my messages as I give them without interference by the ego. So we can clarify an earlier point. We said that you will one day teach as much as you learn and that will keep you in balance. The time is now because you have let it be now. You cannot learn except by teaching. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. And um, Sandra. Uh, Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness. Or 6, Therapy and Teaching, 51. You have become willing to receive my messages as I give them without interference by the ego, so we can clarify an earlier point. We said that you will one day teach as much as you learn, and that will keep you in balance. The time is now because you have let it be now. You cannot learn except by teaching. 52. I heard one voice because I had learned that learning is attained by teaching. I understood that I could not atone for myself alone. Listening to one voice means the will to share the voice in order to hear it yourself. The mind that was in me is still irresistibly drawn to every mind created by God because God's wholeness is the wholeness of his son. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, and do we have a new reader for paragraph 52 and 3? I can do it, Lori. Here I am. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Karen, then Judy. I heard one voice because I had learned that learning is attained by teaching. I understood that I could not atone for myself alone. Listening to one voice means the will to share the voice in order to hear it yourself. The mind that was in me is still irresistibly drawn to every mind created by God because God's wholeness is the wholeness of his Son. 53. Turning the other cheek does not mean that you should submit to violence without protest. It means that you cannot be hurt. Do not want to show your brother anything except your wholeness. Show him that he cannot hurt you and hold nothing against him or you hold it against yourself. Teaching is done in many ways by formal means, by guidance, and above all, by example. Teaching is therapy because it means the sharing of ideas and the awareness that to share them is to strengthen them. 
The union of the sonship is its protection. The ego, the ego cannot prevail against the kingdom because it is united. And the ego fades away and is undone in the presence of the attraction of the parts of the sonship which hear the call of the Holy Spirit to be as one. Thank you, Karen. Uh, and Judy. Turning the other cheek does not mean that you should submit to violence without protest. It means that you cannot be hurt and do not want to show your brother anything except your wholeness. Show him that he cannot hurt you and hold nothing against him, or you hold it against yourself. Teaching is done in many ways, by formal means, by guidance, and above all by example. Teaching is therapy because it means the sharing of ideas and the awareness that to share them is to strengthen them. The union of the sonship is its protection. The ego cannot prevail against the United Kingdom because it is, uni- <laughs> it is united. <laughs> and the ego fades away and is undone in the presence of the attraction of the parts of the capital sonship, which hear the call of the Holy Spirit to be as one. I cannot forget my need to teach what I have learned, which arose in me because I learned it. I call upon you to teach what you have learned, because by doing so, or so doing, You can depend on it. Make it dependable in my name, because my name is the name of God's capital son. What I learned, I give you freely. And the mind which was in me rejoices as you choose to hear it. The Holy Spirit atones in all of us by undoing, and thus lifts the burden you have placed in your mind. By following him, he leads you back to God where you belong. How can you find this way except by taking your brother with you? Thank you, Judy. Uh, Is there another new reader for 54 and 55? I can read. Are we in chapter 5? Yes, Wendy. Okay. 54. I cannot forget my need to teach what I have learned, which arose in me because I learned it. I call upon you to teach what you have learned, because by doing so, you can depend on it. Make it dependable in my name. Because my name is the name of God's 
son. What I learned I give freely, and the mind which was in me rejoices as you choose to hear it. The Holy Spirit atones in all of us by undoing and thus and thus lifts the burden you have placed in your mind. By following him, he leads you back to God where you belong. And how can you find this way except by taking your brother with you? 55. My part in the atonement is not complete until you join it and give it away. As you teach, so shall you learn. I will never leave you or forsake you because to forsake you would be to forsake myself and God who created me. You will forsake yourselves and God if you forsake any of your brothers. You are more than your brother's keeper. In fact, you do not want to keep him. You must learn to see him as he is and know that he belongs to God as you do. How could you treat your brother better than by rendering unto God the things which are God? Thank you, Wendy. Um, would there be another new reader for 55 and 56? Alrighty, back to the top of the list. One more. My part in the atonement is not complete until you join it and give it away. As you teach, so shall you learn. I will never leave you or forsake you because to forsake you would be to forsake myself and God who created me. You will forsake yourselves and God if you forsake any of your brothers. You are more than your brother's keeper. In fact, you do not want to keep him. You must learn to see him as he is and know that he belongs to God as you do. How could you treat your brother better than by rendering unto God the things which are God's? Ideas do not leave the mind which taught them to have a separate being. Nor do, thought, nor do separate thoughts conflict with one another in space because they do not occupy space at all. However, human ideas can conflict in content because they occur at different levels and include opposite thoughts at the same level. It is impossible to share opposing thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not let you forsake your brother. Therefore, you can really share only the parts of your thoughts which are of him and which he also keeps for you. And of such is the kingdom of heaven. All the rest remains with you until he has reinterpreted them in the light of the kingdom, making them too, worthy of being shared. When they have been su sufficiently purified, he lets you give them away. The will to share them is their purification. 
Thank you, Lemoyne. Uh, Fran. 56. Ideas do not leave the mind which thought them to have a separate being, nor do separate thoughts conflict with one another in space, because they do not occupy space at all. However, human ideas can conflict in content because they occur at different levels and include opposite thoughts at the same time. It is impossible to share opposing thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not let you forsake your brothers. Therefore, you can really share only the parts of your thoughts which are of him and which he also keeps for you. And of such is the kingdom of heaven. All the rest remains with you until he has reinterpreted them in the light of the kingdom, making them, too, worthy of being shared. When they have been sufficiently purified, he lets you give them away. The will to share them is their purification. 57. The atonement gives you the power of a healed mind, but the power to create is of God. Therefore, those who have been forgiven must devote themselves first to healing, because having received the idea of healing, they must give it to hold it. The full power of creation cannot be expressed as long as any of God's ideas withhold it from the kingdom. The joint will of all the sonship is the only creator that can create like the Father, because only the complete can think completely, and the thinking of God lacks nothing. Everything you think that is not through the Holy Spirit is lacking. Thank you, Fran. And uh, Robin Marie. Fifty-seven. The atonement gives you the power of a healed mind, but the power to create is of God. Therefore, those who have been given, forgiven must devote themselves first to healing, because having received the idea of healing, they must give it to hold it. The full power of creation cannot be expressed as long as any of God's ideas withhold it from the kingdom. The joint will of all the sonship is the only creator that can create like the Father, because only the complete can think completely, and the thinking of God lacks nothing. Everything you think that is not through the Holy Spirit is lacking. 58. How can you who are so holy suffer? All your past except its beauty is gone, and nothing is left except a blessing. You can indeed depart in peace, because I have loved you as I loved myself. You go with my blessing, and for my blessing, hold it and share it, that it may always be ours. I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hands to hold and share. The heart is pure to hold it, and the hands are strong to give it. We cannot lose. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God, in whose heart and hands we have our being. His quiet children are his blessed sons. The thoughts of God are with you. 
Thank you, Robin Marie. Um, is there anyone who's joined us that would, uh, who hasn't had an opportunity to read, like to complete today with paragraph 58? Yes. Can you hear me? Mindy, yes. Yes. Paragraph 58. Ah, here's hoping I can get it on my phone. And that was perfect timing. You'll wait 10 seconds, I'll see. Thank you for your patience. 58. I hope it's here. Yes. How can you, who are so holy, suffer? All your past except its beauty is gone. And nothing is left except a blessing. You can indeed depart in peace because I have loved you as I have loved myself. You go with my blessing and for my blessing. Hold it and share it that it may always be ours. I place the peace of God in your heart and in your hands to hold and share. The heart is pure to hold it and the hands are strong to give it. We cannot lose. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being. I love that. I want to say that again. My judgment is as strong as the wisdom of God in whose heart and hands we have our being. His quiet children are his blessed sons and daughters. The thoughts of God are with you. Amen. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, everyone who read this once again today. Uh, it makes a beautiful, beautiful platform. Uh, from which to launch into our lesson today, lesson 57. I've invented the world I see. I've invented the world I see. And my mind is part of God's. I am very holy. Five beautiful ideas this morning. Uh, so, Fran, we're going to turn to you again. Um, please accept our gratitude. Um, it's such a blessing that you read these lessons uh, to us and release our minds uh, to fly with them. I'm always grateful. So thank you for leading us once again today, friend. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for everything you do. I come on every day. I love it. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in Lesson 57, which is our first review, part of our first review. So we're going to start with lesson, the review of Lesson 31, and I'll read the lesson. And then we'll do a one-minute meditation. And then when we're done five, we'll do a three-minute meditation on all of them. Okay, so we'll start with Lesson 31. I am not the victim of the world I see. How can I be the victim of a world that can be completely undone if I so choose? My chains are loosened. 
I can drop them off merely by desiring to do so. The prison door is open. I can leave it simply by walking out. Nothing holds me in this world. Only my wish to stay keeps me a prisoner. I would give up my insane wishes and walk into the sunlight at last. I am not the victim of the world I see. One minute. Lesson 32, I have invented the world I see. I made up the prison in which I see myself. All I need do is recognize this and I am free. I have deluded myself into believing it is possible to imprison the Son of God. I was bitterly mistaken in this belief, which I no longer want. The Son of God must be forever free. He is as God created him, and not what I would make of him. He is where God would have him be, and not where I thought to hold him prisoner. I have invented the world I see. One minute. Thirty-three, there is another way of looking at the world. Since the purpose of the world is not the one I ascribe to it, there must be another way of looking at it. I see everything upside down, and my thoughts are the opposite of truth. I see the world as a prison for God's Son. It must be then that the world is really a place where he can be set free. I would look upon the world as it is and see it as a place where the Son of God finds his freedom. 
There is another way of looking at the world. One minute. Thirty-four. I could see peace instead of this. When I see the world as a place of freedom, I will realize that it reflects the laws of God instead of the rules which I made up for it to obey. I will understand that peace, not war, abides in it, and I will perceive that peace also abides in the hearts of all who share this place with me. I could see peace instead of this. One minute. Thirty-five. My mind is part of God's. I am very holy. As I share the peace of the world with my brothers, I begin to understand that this peace comes from deep within myself. The world I look upon has taken on the light of my forgiveness and shines forgiveness back at me. In this light, I begin to see what my illusions about myself had kept hidden. I begin to understand the holiness of all living things, including myself, and their oneness with me. My mind is part of God's. I am very holy. One minute.
31. I am not the victim of the world I see. 32. I have invented the world I see. 33. There is another way of looking at the world. 34. I could see peace instead of this. 35. My mind is part of God's. I am very holy. Three minutes. I am not the victim of the world I see. I have invented the world I see. There is another way of looking at the world. I could see peace instead of this. My mind is part of God's. 
I am very holy. Amen. Oh, what a wow. Thank you, Fran. <laughs> oh, Thanks, thank Fran. you, Fran. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. I love the way each lesson ties in with the previous. It's so great the way they put five of them together for the review. I love it. I'm complete. <laughs> Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it, friend? Thank yeah, you, friend. I agree. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, I'm not a victim of the world, I see. The ego has this whole world that it created and it's all fear-based the whole foundation is fear-based survival i'm not okay i'm not good enough all that stuff um while i was meditating earlier uh i had this a few a few things came up and one thing is that um I was looking at this ego dynamic in my mind that I'm still fighting with all the time now when I feel like somebody is very free to express themselves and they take up a lot of space. And it was like all of a sudden I realized there was a time in my life when I was a child when um, I had to be invisible to survive. And there's this huge resentment that I that I created that I made up right I made it up which is the second part of the lesson I've invented the world I see I made it up because I interpreted that in order to be safe which is the you know the antidote to the fear-based reality of being a victim um, I had to be invisible and it made all these associations it had a past reference point it had cause and effect relationships based on laws created by the ego mind which is completely erroneous of course because all of it was based on the fact that i felt separate from god so it was all false self-reality you know whenever i feel i'm a victim i'm in false self-reality that's that's the first thing the second thing is the world of the victim is this completely self-invented, made-up illusion. And and anyway, I was in meditation and I was looking back at being a child, you know. And when I was a child, um, there were all the popular kids and they got to be like talking all the time and interjecting things, you know. If I were to say something when I wasn't allowed to or when I wasn't asked to, I would have been nailed to the cross because I was bullied for nothing, let alone if I expressed myself. And that that still has kind of a, a a coloring effect on the present day, you know, like 
um, I'm coming from spiritual communities that are very strict, and you don't speak out of turn. You don't express yourself, your personality. You don't change the words in the in the text of the course. You know, you know, it's just like this whole different, and it's a, it's like the ego wounds are still like creating shadows and illusions and colors in the present day. And um, so then, you know, I can choose peace instead of this. There's another way to look at the world. So then I look and say, you know, the way I'm seeing is from this ego-tainted, emotionally wounded perspective, even though I'm completely unconscious of it. And it all comes down to I need something. I'm not okay. I need something. I need space to breathe. I don't have any air. Everybody sucks the air out of the room. This isn't about anybody now or anything. This is just this childhood pain that was there. And and then it says that world isn't real. That world isn't even here. I can choose peace instead of that. I have a higher mind. I have a choice in the matter. I don't have to be identified with some unconscious wounded nonsense and insanity and chaos. And all of those needs are based on the fact that I think I need something, but I don't need anything. The Course tells me I have everything. I am everything. Um, this holy instant be you in charge. I, I give up everything because I'm safe. I don't have to fight for anything. There's no survival anymore. There's no survival issue to be fighting against, you know, and and my mind is part of God. I am very holy. So it says here, Holy Spirit will not fail to help you reinterpret everything that you perceive as fearful and teach you that only what is loving is true. You cannot cancel out your past errors alone. They will not disappear from your mind without remedy. The remedy is not of my own making. Then I was thinking, you know, when I see this thing in my mind, this dynamic in my mind where I feel like I'm attacking someone because because there's this underlying childhood emotional pain still coming up, then it's like if I shift my mind, if I choose again, I can choose, I can choose peace instead of this then my mind will go to the place where I bless my brother because I'm not in fear foundation anymore. I come into the blessing mind. The blessing mind just, you know, is happy for other people. It doesn't feel like you're taking something away from me and I need it to survive and I don't get enough. That's the child-based mind. And I would just want to say one more thing. Then there was this big list this morning of all these things I never get around to doing and this feeling that, oh, I've got, you know, i got to take a day off from the calls and do what, you know, try to get that stuff done in the morning. And, and it was just like the Holy Spirit showed me that when I was a kid, I, um, I used to have to take care of three babies when I got home from school. One was three, one was two, and one was an infant, and then they got older. But for like six years, I was babysitting for all these little kids, and I never had any homework done. And I used to go to school every day with this dread, like, 
I didn't do my homework or I had to be absent so much because I had to take care of my brothers and sisters and clean the house and do. And so my mother would keep me out of school. And I would feel like there was never any catching up. There was never any catching up from all the stuff I didn't get to do. And I was absent so much. I was always lost. And I just was feeling like this morning, like I could just see it. There's no, there's no real reason why I have this feeling of this anxiety. My life is perfect. I mean, apart from my children's dramas and my, you know, sibling drama and stuff. But my life, my life is perfect. That old feeling is is from childhood. It's not real. Once again, I'm not a victim of the world I see. I still have places in me that are not healed. And that I want to give over to the Holy Spirit. So I think the takeaway is the more that I can the more that I could align to blessing my brothers and teaching through my demonstration that I have everything and I don't need anything, the more I can live in that place, the more these things will be removed. I hope they'll be removed. But I also think that taking them out of like the unconscious and looking at them is offering them into the light. Anyway, thank you. I'm complete. Oh, what an excellent example. Yeah, thank you. The entire content you. of this reading and lesson. Thank oh, Karen, thank you. That was so powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for deciding to be here. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Isn't that a lovely thing to say? I appreciate you. It it feels really good. Thank you, Romarie. Yes, I love that. Great. Got it straight from here. 58. All your past except its beauty is gone. And nothing is left except a blessing. Whoa. Good morning, everyone. It's Lana. Um, again, Karen, that was so powerful, and it reminded me of an experience I had. Oh, I guess it was a little bit like three years or so. It was right before the pandemic, right before that. And um, at the time, I was mentoring, I guess, five or six uh, new students of A Course in Miracles. And um, it was a typical morning, you know, nothing unusual than the usual and I got a phone call from my sister who lives in California who who 
a couple of years ago passed away or transitioned from COVID because of COVID. But um, on this morning, she called me about my nephew, her son, BJ, um, that he had uh, passed away. He, um, I was like stunned. I was shocked. You know, VJ and Maggie basically grew up together until they moved to California about 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, he was like my own child. And it was so out of the blue. It was such a surprise because although he was diabetic, you know, he seemed to have it handled. And um, But he, he became his... He, he had this infection in his, in his feet, and it turned septic, sep, turned into sepsis. And um, within a week, his organs were shutting down, and he passed away. But I knew nothing even of his sickness. I just knew about the call came in that he had transitioned. And as I was sitting on my bed, you know, so we had our conversation, and I and we hung up and. I'm sitting on my bed just trying to get my wits about me, and I saw two instant um, messages or messages in Facebook um, almost coming in, you know, one right after the other, and one was uh, just this lovely girl who had a broken heart. She had just broken up from, like, a five-year relationship, and the other one was a guy that um, I had been mentoring for a long time who was having um, financial problems. So as I saw the messages come through, and and they were like these calls for love and help, so powerful. Um, And I'm sitting there just stunned about my nephew, and, and and I just said to myself in Jesus, I said, I've got to just get settle down. I've got to get into a quiet place to heal my mind so I can help these people. And um, the voice that came that I heard of Jesus was like a command. He says, no, you need to heal now. And what he was pointing to was was basically what the text reading was saying about sharing, that what we share is strengthening. So he was saying, he was telling me that no, I shouldn't delay. I should engage these beautiful people that were putting out a call for love and I should help them. Knowing that, or at that, that instant I didn't remember, but afterwards I remembered that um, we heal together. So in, in my sharing the love of God with them, I was healing my own mind. And um, I think his exact words were now, without delay. And so I did, you know, for the next, um, I guess, hour or so, I spoke to both of them. And um, hopefully, I think I did help them because they seemed more peaceful by the close of the conversation. But again, it brought back, and then I, I was at peace. You know, I was still aware of what was happening. I was still feeling some pain, but it was like I wasn't attached to the pain anymore. And afterwards, I have this beautiful picture of the three of us, of us, uh, my 
daughter, VJ, and myself one Christmas up on my mantle, and I just took down that picture and just hugged it and had a conversation with VJ. And um, it just was so peaceful. It was so miraculous how I could go from being in just dark, stark darkness, um, almost a power paralyzing um, fear. And right after, by the time I finished the calls, the two calls, I was at peace, so all three of us were healed that day. And um, again, it just validates. Every time I have an experience like this, it just validates Jesus' teachings and, of course, the miracles, you know, that giving and receiving are one in truth, you know. But, and that day, that sure became obvious to me and that there's no gap in cause and effect and um, looking inward always first to heal um, and joining with our brothers to share the truth and the peace of God and the love of God. Um, so anyhow, um, again, Holy Spirit was giving me such a demonstration of the powerful, um, how powerful forgiveness and healing are. So anyhow, um, just really powerful lessons today and a powerful text reading. It's one of those pages that's almost totally yellow <laughs> from my highlighter. Um, the text reading today, I had to chuckle when I opened my course book. So anyhow, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate you all so much. So grateful for this call and everyone that shares. I'm complete. So, so grateful for you, Lana. You exemplify the fact that teaching is therapy, the sharing of ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Very grateful. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. One thing, similar story. Go ahead. Uh, just quickly, because i got to get to work in about four minutes, but um, thank you. Uh, in 44, I was just uh, really uh, awakened by the fact that understanding someone might be helpful, but it's misdirected and directed away from me. And that that is apparent. And so I just really am thankful for this teaching, thankful that we all share what we know, and we're all growing. And I am am very willing to um, become a part of, of that love instead of trying to understand it so much. Thank you all. Oh, thank you, Robin thank Marie. You, Robin thank Marie. you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you.
Thank you. So, well, my story is about my first spiritual teacher in this life, Leah Russell. Well, she was married to a man 33 years older than her, Walter Russell, and they have um, written books and a home study course, and they have thousands of students all over the world. Well, in 1963, Walter Russell died. And Leo wrote about that experience. She said, I could have sat and cried all day, you know, when she heard. Um, in writing letters to help her students, she said, I help myself. So it's like the same idea um, as Lana. She was helping other people, and she helped herself that day when she had so much grief over the loss of her husband. Uh, even though they were both cosmically conscious, they still had felt things like regular people do, like she did too. So that's my story. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Solid, simple observation. Thank you so much. Good morning, this is Sandra. <clears throat> and I love these lessons because they I call them the freedom lessons. Um, because the one thing that puts me in prison and takes away my freedom is this whole habit of going into victim. And it's to understand that victim and victimizer are that is war that is war consciousness victim victimizer uh, exploiter slave it's just it's just a consciousness that has been on this planet since the beginning of time and it's it's a it's it's a mistaken it's a mistaken identity and the freedom from that is is to take responsibility for my healing by doing the following lessons. <laughs> Excuse me. I have invented the world I see. I made it up. And it comes from a faulty uh, from faulty programming. It's and, and the people who programmed me are innocent. The ones that I programmed are innocent. We're all innocent but we've all participated in this. And it's my responsibility um, as the as part of God's mind and being very holy to, number one, forgive myself for buying into this these mistaken ideas and forgive my brothers and sisters and to do the healing work which is the atonement. I could see peace instead of this. Um, I, I will perceive that peace also abides in the heart of all who share this place with me. I can see the peace. I can see the innocent. It's, it's, my, it's the power of my decision 
is, you know, what am I going to do with these feelings that I have? Um, and they always, they always, I mean, it's pretty simple now because they always go into victim, victimizer. And that's the other thing is that if I'm feeling like a victim, then I have, in fact, the other side of that coin is that I have victimized. And again, it's done, it, it's not done on purpose. It's done innocently and and just because I didn't know that I didn't know. So just a lot of forgiving, um, letting go of this whole victim-victimizer consciousness, which is prevalent on this whole planet. And if it doesn't stop, we're going to destroy ourselves. So there's a lot at stake here for, for me and my personal life and also for the whole planet. And um, I'm grateful to have these lessons to hang on to to keep me focused and um, and to help me heal myself and knowing that we're all connected. If I heal, then the rest of the world heals too. I'm complete. Oh, beautiful, Sandra. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. And and you call this this group of five the freedom lessons? Is that right? Yes. I my love freedom. that. <laughs> I own my They're freedom. My freedom. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. You know, sometimes, this is Ida, um, sometimes when um, I'm counting on someone that I know or whatever to, or even maybe those I don't know or companies or whatever to do something, like call me, for instance, or communicate with me in some way that they don't do or they don't do it in a timely method, uh, manner, and I get upset and worry about that and stuff like that. And but I'm realizing that, or I I have to realize that um, the only one I can count on is the capital O one God, and um, God always gives me what I need. Um, God always puts me in the right place at the right time with the right people in the right circumstances and all of that that I can count on God and really no one else Um, in some way everyone else is God but there's this other way in which I'm not God you know Um, and um, so I believe that 
that's how it is. I can only count on God per se for all these things that I mentioned and more besides. Thank you. I'll complete. Mm, thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Brought to mind, listen to see, I am sustained by the love of God. Yep, always count on God. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you so much. And if it's any consolation, Ida, I'm disappointed by people as well, but I have to see them as innocent because they're just as disappointed in me. I'm complete. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I know how that is. Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And uh, I've been really grateful for the opportunity to do this section twice this year. Um, because uh, I wanted to point out that there's a really important relationship between paragraph 49 and paragraph 54. And and before I turn to um, to those precisely, uh, I want to say <clears throat> that um, that we're all touching on that um, in a really beautiful way that there's an essential knowing that that the relationship of the son to the father uh, there's an essential knowing there that he wants me to have and that knowing is the nature of the reciprocal relationship that giving and receiving are one in truth it there there is a school of thought that talks about non-duality um, as being the epitome of all of our learning here um, but it misses a little something that misses a lot of something um, as a goal because it fails to recognize the giving and receiving relationship that exists with love that I can only know what love is as I receive it and share it by virtue of what it is it's whole in its sharing love is whole in its sharing without um, its shared nature um, it cannot be experienced in truth and, and so <clears throat> back to this reading um, I noticed in paragraph 49 um, is that the one where he says you have carried the burden I want to see if that's exactly it yep 49 yep 49 is the one that talks about healthy guilt feelings and it says you have carried the burden <laughs> you have carried the burden just feel that for a minute you've carried the burden of ideas you did not share and which were therefore too weak to increase 
but you did not know how to undo their existence because you had made them and then right there is the punch in the in the top of the next paragraph you cannot cancel out your own past <clears throat> errors alone and I'm going to tell you I, I made that mistake I, I really did I did make that mistake back in uh, 1986 that was prior to the time I had that holy instant, but I've been in so much pain, you know, because of self-image issues, however you want to say, aren't we all, um, that I decided to do inner child work. And I devoted myself to it for almost two years, doing exactly the right exercises, exactly as they were prescribed. And <clears throat> and and I did. I, I experienced a lot of my childhood injury, re-experienced it, and re-saw it, and and re um, represented it to my mind as something different. And as a consequence, I'll say I I achieved a lot of understanding uh, in my mind as to how these things happened and and the nature of their consequences. But I did not through that process achieve freedom because I cannot cancel out my mind errors by myself that's what the atonement is for and that's what he means by you have carried the burden you know healthy guilt feelings <laughs> a therapist will tell you will um, be those feelings uh, that you have and recognize uh, I made a mistake and I don't want to make that mistake again because I feel so bad <clears throat> but there's still that burden in the heart that says um, it happened it happened and and that burden says um, that burden cannot cannot free me from guilt. I was thinking about it deeply this weekend, and, and in my thinking, I I wrote the word guilt. Just the word guilt, and if the guilt goes into my heart, I experience regret. And with the idea of guilt. Um, seen outside of me I experience fear regret in my heart and fear outside of me because my mind cannot release the fact that something happened I can't release that by myself I could do inner child work until the cows come home and I did <laughs> uh, but the cows never came home um, because I couldn't release my mind from regret or fear that's what the atonement does that's exactly what the holy instant does and that's what he means when he says I've saved all your kindnesses I've purified them of every other thing that you thought was there they remain as radiant as a star that's one thing what's the other thing he says to end this section with all your past except its beauty is gone and nothing is left except a blessing the miracle of atonement is that one uh, pure realization 
that absolutely nothing could interfere with the loving relationship between the Father and the Son. Nothing, absolutely nothing could ever interfere. And in the dream, you know, I used to resent that word too, but um, in in the dream, as we experience it, when we forget the truth, these um, experiences are ever so real. But you know, here's the thing, <laughs> and it's kind of funny in a, in a bizarre sort of way, but I recognized in all my journaling of inner child st- stuff, you know, I would touch a memory and I'd go to my sister and I'd say, do you remember when thus and such? And, you know, I could describe it as vividly as possible. My sister would say, I have no memory of that. I I don't remember that at all. And the reason for that is because in our private worlds, in our private experiences with private meanings and and private uh, lessons and private takeaways, um, all of that is what he means when he talks about dreaming. I can describe it this way to someone who is there at the same time and yet they have an entirely different experience of it. That's why the miracle of atonement is so necessary to heal my mind, to lift that burden of regret and fear from me. I cannot cancel out my own errors. It's impossible um, because they were private to me. But with the miracle of atonement, that oh-so-public event that describes the real relationship of the Father to the Son, and I accept that, and this I accept today, um, the consequences of those uh, things that cause me regret or fear are just gone. And um, and that's what he means when he says you cannot cancel out your own errors alone. So how do I keep that alive in my awareness? <clears throat> to keep that alive in my awareness, I need to share that same learning with all those who share this place with me that uh, we did have a bad dream. We collectively uh, had our own private dreams that made this world we invented. But we can escape the world we see, um, not only by giving up attack thoughts, but by um, shining forgiveness and letting forgiveness shine back. You know, He says, the peace of God is within you forever. I place the peace of God within your heart and mind to share. And as you share it, uh, you realize um, that this is how we escape this dream, that giving and receiving are one in truth. If I receive forgiveness in my heart and I share that forgiveness, I share the idea that nobody changed anything here, that because I experienced this forgiveness in my heart, I have no need to project any error on you and recognize that you 
are as holy as you were created and if you have forgotten that and I can recognize that for you some wonderful thing happens in your mind and that wonderful thing that happens in your mind happens in my mind and what have what have we done we have strengthened the idea later on he says you cannot give yourself a miracle alone but you can share the idea of healing and that strengthens it in you right now the voice of the Holy Spirit is too weak for you to hear not because the Holy Spirit's voice is weak but because you need to share it that's what he means when he says I learned to hear only one voice that nattery little ego voice that's going on all the time that says you are this and you are that and I am this and I am that um, I have to um, I have to um, turn the dial on my radio such that I'm only hearing the truth and the best way for me to do that is to share the truth he said you need miracle working now that's what you need you need miracle working now I need to um, I need to keep this this memory of holiness alive by sharing it and um, and I don't need to tell anybody here what the blessing of that is the reason we dial up this six six seven 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 oh number every morning is for exactly that reason we're learning to see we're teaching um, how to see by seeing our brothers clearly it took me a long time to understand what he meant by projection is a law of mind it is projection is a law of mind by by projection it lives the mind lives by projection I need to demonstrate uh, the truth of me and the truth of me is in love with you the Holy Spirit does not let me forget forsake my brothers the truth of me that's the truth of me our natural miracle impulses blow all the subconscious stuff we packed in there uh, because we didn't understand it below all that we love each other and when I can um, share that um, didn't Robin Marie just say it so beautifully I appreciate you when I can share that um, I've allowed my mind to give and receive truth and strengthened it in my own mind so when he says the Holy Spirit atones for all of us by undoing what he's really asking me is will I allow that to happen for me and recognize that everything I ever projected on a brother was a consequence of my own fear and lack of understanding will I will I as this lesson says recognize my mind as part of God's I am very holy and now the world I look upon has taken on the light of my forgiveness and shines forgiveness back at me I can't give myself that undoing but I can allow it to come to me um, by sharing peace these 
five lessons are a real turning point. And um, by allowing the Holy Spirit to undo for me, I no longer have, uh, thank God, I no longer experience regret or fear as a consequence of erroneous thoughts of guilt. Uh, I'm complete. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. That was just glorious. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. It's Karen. Um, I just wanted to say I wasn't doing any journaling on inner child stuff. I wasn't thinking inner child stuff. I wasn't introspecting on my path. I wasn't doing any of those things. I went into a meditation group yesterday. It was very deep, and we were meditating for about an hour. And then this morning when I did the lesson, all these things came up. I had no conscious direction uh, to do some kind of therapy. And I felt like what you were sharing was saying, you know, I, it sounded like, and of course that's an interpretation, like you were thinking that I was doing inner child work, but I wasn't. And I think the problem I keep getting stuck with is, you know, this 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 um, attack thought against a brother, and it was like I couldn't unwind what my problem was, you know, even though I know, oh, it's insane. Oh, this is an insane thought. Why do I keep... Why do I keep struggling with this? Why am I in attack mode? And it felt like that's what was coming forth this morning. Yeah. You know, and then it went off into something else about just worldly responsibilities. But um and there was a, there was another whole piece about my mother which I didn't even share, but it wasn't like I was doing any conscious and deliberate introspection. You know, it's it's like things that were uncovered that need to be put in the light because they're still operating in the darkness of my hidden, the hidden place. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, uh, Karen, I didn't hear that from you at all. I, I heard you walk through exactly how the Holy Spirit atones in all of us by undoing. Um, I, I was contrasting... Um, how I tried so hard to do it by myself. Um, but no, I, I heard you uh, walk through these five with the Holy Spirit, and it was very beautiful. Um, I gave a poor attempt to affirm what you said. So, thank you. Yeah, it, what you said was very generous. I'm complete. This is Sandra again, and... Um I loved your reference, Lori, to escaping the world I see. And for me, the quickest way for me to escape the world I see is to allow God to define who I am. I have defined who I am based in my experience of the world. Um, I have let the world define who I am. And, and, And it's... I can the only way out for me a quicker way out is to allow God to define who I am that I am healed whole perfect and complete that you know only my my loving 
thoughts will be remembered and and you know and and my intentions are have always been my thoughts and intentions have always been loving but they're misinterpreted <laughs> um so and they're twisted and to make somehow me look bad i have no idea how that happens but it does and you know and then i believe it and that's that's my part in it and so when i can go back to allowing god to define who i am allowing god to define who my brothers are i can let go and forgive i'm complete Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, and thank you, Terry, and thank you, Lori. Any final shares uh, this morning before we end this recording? Hi, this is Diana. And just wiped my hands and sat down with my foot, who was listening to everything. Um, and one of the things that I have to re remind myself. Um, every day is a sentence, and I'm holding my book, 57, um, in, in, in paragraph 57, the last one that says, everything you think that is not through the Holy Spirit is lacking. That's a key right there. That's the, that's a pathway or door for me that if, once again, something, if I'm not in peace, if this thought isn't, perfected in a loving sense and I need to rethink something because if I'm thinking with ego I'm pushing that forward into this new thought it's not true and I refuse to do that I I choose to atone and give it to God to correct and allow me to see this differently and there is a peace that comes when I truly surrender it's like anything, it's like the 12-step program. You know, it takes you to a pivotal point to where you can't do this anymore, no matter how hard you try on your own, unless you are willing at that point to give everything, not part of it, not, you know, a, a piece of it, but all of it to God. And when you completely do, and sometimes that, you know, people aren't ready, and there's a lot of fear in that too, but when you are sincerely ready to let go, and trust in God's highest and best knowing because nothing's happening to us. It's for us. What is it that I need to still, you know, you know, address through Christ right now in this moment to move forward to be a blessing to my brother? And that's what I'm finding the older I get. Nothing that I've, that I've been through that I haven't, you know, accepted, not a part of me anymore, but as a story of what, what was in my path that I could help put some somebody else, uh, you know, to help my brother and my sister say, yeah, that was me. 
but that doesn't have to define me now. You know, how do I choose to be now? I choose to see this differently. I choose to be in the light of, of spirit, you know, and, and be the possibility for somebody else that might be, you know, a little blindsided or in the dark to, to walk forward. You don't have to stay stuck unless you choose to. I really believe that because, it, you know, there is nothing but love here and there's nothing but God here. If we align ourselves in that mindset, then there is peace. At least there is for me. I'm, I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Diana. That was wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank you, Diana. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to be real simple this morning. Um, I learn I have abundance as I share my abundance. And I think that's the takeaway of teaching and learning and of giving and receiving in this entire Course in Miracles. To say it really simply, it's in Miracle Principle 27. A miracle is a universal blessing from God through me to all my brothers. It is the privilege of the forgiven to forgive. I'm reading Miracle Principle 27. The disciples were specifically told to be physicians of the Lord and heal others. They were also told to heal themselves and were promised that I would never leave them or forsake them. Atonement is the natural profession of the children of God because they have professed me. Quote, heaven and earth shall pass away, end quote, simply means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. My word, which is the resurrection and the life, shall not pass away because life is eternal. You are the work of God and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself and his heart because this is what he is. Therapy and teaching, an excellent way to remember it. Amen and thank you everyone this morning for joining and sharing and being so generous with your time and your thoughts and your offerings and your experiences and your strengths and most of all for sharing um, sharing the consciousness of Christ. <laughs>